0: trucking business and beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in
1: your pocket.
2: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. Today is Saturday, September 30th. We are here live. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, money. Fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and join us. 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get to those calls in a little bit. I have two major topics I want to throw out for the weekend. We can talk about them today, tomorrow, whenever you want. Or, of course, we can always talk about anything you want to talk about. Um, One of them is getting a lot of talk everywhere in the industry. We've certainly talked about it here. I want to switch gears, though. I want to talk about ELDs today, but I want to take a different stance. Um, Talk about that in just a little bit. The other big news going on right now um, could possibly affect everybody. Um, Will absolutely affect business owners if it goes through. And that is President Trump's latest tax proposal. Now, keep in mind, this is only what they call a framework. None of this is law. None of this is finalized. This is the framework. This is kind of what they want to accomplish. Now we're going to spend time fighting over the details. So nothing I say today, I just want to be clear about this, nothing I say today is a law, not even close. This is what's being proposed. The president claims he'll have this pushed through Congress by the end of the year. We'll see because we've been hearing that all year about health care and that failed again. Although President Trump claims he'll have health care done by the end of the year. We'll see. I'm not sure how they're going to get that done. I, I will say I am far more impressed with this tax plan than I am the health plan. I thought the health plan was horrible. I thought, I'm thought i glad it didn't pass. And hopefully when he says he can get a healthcare, uh, health care bill passed before the end of the year, it's not going to look like this one. This one is nothing but Obamacare light. It's not going to solve anything. So we'll set that aside. The tax plan, though, I'm pretty impressed with. I, I've said for years that I don't want to see a major tax overhaul unless it's the fair tax i've said i don't want the flat tax because i think once we have a major tax overhaul we will not see another one for decades in fact the last major tax overhaul i believe was 1986 if i remember right uh sometime in the 80s under reagan um We haven't had a major tax law change since then. We've had a bunch of little shuffling of rules, changing a couple rates here and there, nothing major. This is a major tax overhaul. Uh, I would still rather see the fair tax, but we are at a place in the country where something has to change. So I will completely support the tax bill if it comes through even close to what this one is being proposed as we'll just again have to wait and see. I do disagree with one thing um President Trump keeps saying about this and I, he keeps saying it's not a tax cut for the rich. It clearly is. I'm okay with that. It's a tax cut for everybody. So then the next argument becomes we're 20 or 21 trillion. However far we are in debt, I can't keep track anymore. Uh, 20-some trillion dollars in debt, and we're going to give the country a huge tax cut. There are a lot of people that believe that will take us farther into debt. There are other people, what's called supply-side economics or trickle-down, believe that give the money back to the people, not the government, will stimulate tax revenues because we'll be doing more business, creating more things, selling more things, All of those things get taxed. We'll hire more employees. Employees get taxed. And with a lower tax rate, we can generate more tax revenue. That is exactly what happened after the major tax cuts of the 80s. Look at the 90s, how prosperous we were in the 90s. There's some things in here I really like, and I hope they stay. There are some things that I don't think are going to stay, but we'll see. Let, let's go through some of these. Again, remember, this is a framework. This is not, it's not even a bill yet. So there, there's nothing here yet to be voted on. What's going to happen from here is the House and the Senate will take the framework and they will develop their own versions of this, and then we'll have to come together on one version, then it's going to have to pass both the House and the Senate. I don't know that it's a long shot. I think that there's a much better chance of this getting passed in some form than there was health care. But we'll have to wait and see. The country's pretty well divided right now. I don't know if the Republicans have enough horsepower to do this on their own. I think they're going to need some Democratic support on this. So, first off, we're really simplifying the tax brackets. Right now, I believe we have seven. I don't have all the details in front of me, but right now we have seven. I think we're going down to three. That's a good idea. Um, That just really simplifies things. The other big thing we're doing, and first off, I'm going to cover the things that affect everybody, whether you're an employee, an owner of a company, a lease um, operator, whatever it might be. These things kind of affect everybody. The tax brackets themselves Um, are shrinking down to three, the highest tax bracket will be lowered from 39.5% to 35. I I don't know how you claim that that's not a tax break for the rich. It clearly is. Anybody that's considered rich with income, earned income, is currently paying 39.5% on that income. And under the new proposal, they would pay 35 or whatever we're able to negotiate. But that would be a tax break for the rich. So um, the other thing that's going to happen is we are going to drastically simplify and really limit who would bother to itemize their deductions because the standard deduction for a single is $12,000. And for married, um, I'm not sure about head of household and some of the others, they haven't mentioned that yet. Single will be 12000 Married will be 24000 There's one other way that they kind of simplified that. That also takes into account the Uh, The standard deduction and the dependent for husband and wife. Now, children will still count, but it simplifies that we don't have um, dependent deductions and itemized deductions. Now it's all one. It's standard $24,000. The people on the bottom end get the biggest benefit from that change. That is clearly a huge tax cut for the people at the bottom end. You take somebody who's earning thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 a year trying to raise a family on that. They probably don't have mortgage interest. They're, they probably don't have real estate tax. They're more than likely renting. So they don't get those deductions under our current system. They're probably not giving a ton of money to charity. They're more likely getting money from charity at those kind of numbers. But they're not giving a lot to charity. They don't have all the I- other itemized deductions. So those are the people who have been taking the standard deduction forever, which is roughly about 12000 now for a family. That's going to double to 24000 That's a huge tax break for the lower end of the income earners. Now, there's something interesting about this and... I'm going to stay on top of this because this might need some fighting in Washington. I don't often talk about lobbying or getting involved with the government because it's a big time drain. Um, but this one, somebody needs to be on. And if I have to lead the charge on this one, I might. Here's the problem. You take the standard deduction to 24000 The per diem deduction, which is the largest single deduction for company drivers, basically disappears, the per diem deduction for a driver who spends a lot of time on the road is basically about $15,000. Well, you're not going to take the per diem anymore. You're going to take the 24000 Here's what I think. There's a simple way to solve this in the industry without getting a tax law change on this, and that is, and I think what will happen is virtually immediately if this passes Everybody in the country who pays an employee driver will start paying them per diem. Now it becomes a huge advantage. You get your fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars of per diem tax free and you get the twenty-four thousand dollar. I mean, think about that. That's what thirty nine thousand dollars of deductions for a driver who's only making probably forty five or fifty average. Truck drivers might not pay any tax under a plan like that. There's the music. I'm going to get to a break. We'll come right back. We'll talk more about some more of these details. There's also a huge gift in this plan for owner operators. I'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
3: With us, you'll hang out with who's hot in Hollywood. You got them all. Sway show is a big media hit man. And of course we got it locked with hip hop. This is common. When I come to sway, yo, you know it's like my home. We do politics as well. Sway, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Mr. President. How you been? It's all there. Sway in the morning. Weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Exclusively on Eminem's J45, Sirius XM, Channel 45, and on the Sirius XM app.
4: If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone and call right now to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device, absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP, an engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling minicpap.com 1-800-900-8313. Transcend is FAA-compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now, 1-800-900-8313. That's 1-800-900-8313.
3: Do you have time to relax? No? Most people don't. That's why there's Soothe. Soothe is the global leader in on-demand massages. Get a massage delivered to you with the Soothe app. Now listeners can download Soothe today and get $20 off with code NEWS20. With over 10,000 professional massage therapists across 57 cities worldwide, there's no better way to get a massage than using Soothe. Deep tissue, Swedish, sports, or prenatal massages are available. Download the Soothe app today from the App Store or Google Play and get $20 off your first massage with code NEWS20. That's Soothe, S-O-O-T-H-E. Download today and use code NEWS20 for $20 off your first massage. Soothe, on-demand massage delivered to you. Unwind no matter where you are with Soothe. Download the app today and use code NEWS20 for $20 off your first massage. You could even have a massage tonight. And don't forget to use code NEWS20 for $20 off your first massage. Soothe spa quality massage anytime, anywhere.
5: Whip your game into shape this season with the Orange Whip Trainer. Voted the number one teaching and training aid by PGA and LPGA professionals, the Orange Whip will help you develop the fundamentals of your golf swing. In just five minutes a day, you'll feel what it's like to have the rhythm, timing, and balance of a tour pro. You'll start hitting the ball longer and straighter with more consistency. If the tour pros swing it, why wouldn't you? Learn more at OrangeWhipTrainer.com and use promo code SXM Radio to get yours today. Swing an Orange Whip. You've got to feel
0: it. Road Dog Truck and Radio our favorite color chrome Road Dog Truck and Radio Sirius XM 146 <laughs>
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get to the calls in a bit. I have a couple topics I want to throw out there. Um, So those are the really big items that are going to affect everybody, company drivers, employees, owner-operators, everybody across the board. The three new tax brackets we're looking at are 12%, 25%, and 35%. all the way up to $75,000 married joint, you're only going to pay 12% on your income. That's, that's a significant tax reduction for, for families who make less than $75,000. Um, all the way up the board, like I said, even the people in the top are going to get a small tax break, almost 5%. The itemized deductions are going away except for mortgage interest and charitable contributions. They're still debating what the um, retirement contributions are going to look like. They're trying to simplify those. But that basically gets rid of all the junk. I mean, all those itemized deductions. There's another one on here that doesn't really affect a lot of people. Um, but it does affect business owners sometimes. It's usually up into the higher incomes, but not necessarily. This is more about deductions than incomes. It's the alternative minimum tax. I got stuck in this one year, and it was a nightmare. Um, If you get really, really good at taking advantage of all the tax deductions that are available, which I was able to do that year, Uh, It was when I sold my trucking company, and there was just a very complicated tax return. And I ended up in what's called the alternative minimum tax. And that basically says, look, the government wrote all these rules, all these things you can deduct. And if you play by the rules too well and you deduct too many things, they all get thrown out and you get hit with an alternative minimum tax. That's the easiest way I can describe it because the, it is an absolute nightmare. It took me about a week of reading just to understand how it even worked. Um, that is going to go away under this plan. That would be a, an amazing thing because it is just way too complicated, too cumbersome, and you don't really – it doesn't even make sense if you get rid of all those itemized deductions anyway. Um, Some other little stuff, they're going to lower the uh, maximum corporate tax rate from 35% to 20%. I think that's fantastic for business and jobs and growth in the country. It doesn't affect hardly anybody listening to me right now because that is a C-Corp tax rate. If you're listening to me and you're a C-Corp, there's probably something wrong. That is typically bigger business that moves on to a C Corp. They're going to have their rate lowered uh, from 35% to 20%. That's a huge cut. That may not go through. The Republicans will love that. The Democrats will hate it. What you have to understand: corporations don't pay tax, they might cut the check. But it's us, the people that buy from those corporations that pay. They're not going to lose money over taxes. They raise their prices. If they get a tax break, they will lower their prices. People go, oh, no, they never will. Of course they will. They have to. That's a free market. That's what competition does. I don't care how many companies you have in an industry. Only one lowers their price because of a tax cut, and everybody else has to do it to be competitive. That, that's how a free market works. So I like that one. Here's another interesting one. I have never seen this. This does apply to owner-operators. They are putting in a tax rate, a maximum tax rate for small businesses. Now, this would be S-Corps. Um, let me make sure I've got this right. I want to. Uh, sole proprietorships, partnerships, S-Corps. That's virtually everybody listening to me that's an owner-operator. You would be in one of those groups. Many of you are sole proprietors. Very few partnerships, but I see it once in a while. Tons of S-Corps. We move people into S-Corps all the time. That's going to be, if you are a high earner, the S-Corp is going to be even better now because it used to be forever. The whole time I've been in business, an S-corp had no tax rate. It was a pass-through, and when the money got passed through to the owners, it was taxed at the owner's tax rate. Well, now that that could be almost 40%. Under the new plan, it would be a maximum of 35%, but if it's business income from a sole proprietorship or an S-corp, you would only pay 25%. So let's say that your spouse worked in a regular job, you are an owner-operator, and you earn a lot. You could end up with your spouse's wages being taxed at 35%, but your earnings from the business only being taxed at 25%. That's a big, big difference. That's the first time I've ever seen anything like that in our tax code. That's kind of exciting. So we're looking at that one. Here's another big one, really, really big one for owner-operators. Depreciation. It's confusing. We have the Section 179 deduction, which confuses it even more. We have the 50% deduction, which confuses it even further. And depreciation is just a mess. Under this plan, for at least five years... There would be no depreciation anymore if you didn't want it. I don't don't even know. We don't have the details. I don't know if you'd have a choice. I think you will have a choice. We'll have to wait and see on that. But given the choice, I would much rather expense those items rather than take them under depreciation. Just a quick example. If we buy a truck for $90,000, I use that number because it makes it easy, a truck is, is depreciated, a tractor, a highway tractor is depreciated in three years. You would think that would be 30000 a year for three years. It's not. We had 90000 But in the first year, you only get a half a year. So in the first year, you'd only get a $15,000 deduction. In the second year, you would get 30000 In the third year, you would get 30000 In the fourth year, you would get the 15000 that you weren't allowed to take in the first year. That's under depreciation. Under the new tax plan, if this were to pass, you buy a truck for $90,000, you get to deduct the entire $90,000. Now, we'll have to wait and see what would happen to the loss. That's going to be a big question when we see the details. So let's say I'm an owner-operator and I have $65,000 of net income before I get to write off this truck I bought this year. And I have 90000 I paid 90000 for it. Well, if I write off all 90000 I now have a $25,000 loss. If I was thinking about the numbers right there, I'm doing it all in my head. Um, I, I have more depreciation than I had revenue, no matter what the numbers are. I want to know what's going to happen to that loss. Do we get to carry it immediately forward into the next year? If we did, that would be awesome. So any equipment you buy, trucks, trailers, APUs, engine rebuilds, major stuff that had to be depreciated will now be allowed to be expensed. I think the Democrats are going to lose their mind over that one. Just to give you an idea, in the Section 179 deduction that we've had forever, when the Republicans are in charge, it's usually up into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. When the Democrats are in charge, it's usually less than $10,000. Democrats don't like this rule. They never have. They always fight to lower the amount. President Trump wants to throw the amount out completely and just say you can, however much you spend on equipment that year, you can deduct it all. We'll have to, again, we'll have to wait and see what happens to the excess. That'll be interesting. Um, That's primarily the, the big stuff. There's a couple other little things that don't really apply to most of my listeners. If, if you want to talk about that, we certainly can. Um, I am going to take us into the break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to throw out one more topic in a different form to how we've been talking about it here and a different form to almost everything I hear everywhere else, and that is ELDs. Certainly uh, a big issue in the news right now. The deadline is coming up. The protest is supposed to start in a couple days. Um, I want to talk about it from a totally different angle today and then get some feedback from you. We're going to do that right after the break. If you haven't been to the website in a while, check it out. It's letstruck.com. We have all kinds of stuff. We're always adding things to the website. We have our new courses. Uh, I am working on our third course right now. Our goal is to try to release a course roughly every month. Some of the longer courses might take us two or three. I'm working on a pretty long course right now. It's uh, start to finish, how to get started in this business as an owner-operator, every step all the way through that course is taking me a while my goal now is to get it done by the end of October Uh, you can find those on the website you can find all of our awesome snacks for keeping in the truck healthy high fat keto high quality snacks those are in the store it's about time to start thinking about accounting we have some solutions for that as well we'll talk about that later in the year I'm going to get to a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, maybe a new way of looking at the E-Log situation. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
6: Well, as you used to with that big kitty cat you had
0: the tim ridley show weekday mornings at 5 a.m east it helps out to have somebody that's like-minded in trucking on road dog trucking
7: radio
1: the road to success is waiting for you at Landstar, the leading company for owner-operators for more than 20 years. At Landstar, it's always your truck and your choice of the loads you want to haul, and the decisions on where to run is up to you. Landstar also offers unparalleled team support and benefits, including percentage pay, fuel and tire discounts, appreciation days, and more. Keep moving forward on the road to success with Landstar. Visit them online at to Landstar.com. Everyone has a favorite photo.
5: Now you can turn yours into canvas wall art at canvasworld.com. Canvasworld.com will print your photograph on a handcrafted custom canvas at the size of your choice. They combine the latest technology and environmentally friendly inks to produce canvas prints that are higher quality than ever available before. And they guarantee their work for life. Maybe that's why six of the country's top ten hotel chains choose Canvas World. Their prices are a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere and it's easy just upload your photo choose a size and you're done they'll even digitally retouch your photo absolutely free place your order at canvasworld.com today and save 35 percent. plus get free shipping when you enter promo code radio at checkout get big canvas prints at big savings at canvasworld.com and save 35 percent and get free shipping when you enter promo code radio at checkout order yours today at canvasworld.com that's canvasworld.com where photos become art
8: Hi, y'all. This is Anna Yeager-Breakfield, co-owner of Redland Cotton. You've heard my dad talk about our American-made linens crafted exclusively from cotton grown on our family farm. But did you know that our linens are actual replicas of vintage bedding from the 1920s? We reverse-engineered an heirloom bed sheet to achieve our signature yarn size and weave construction. Don't you deserve to rest in your own heirloom-inspired luxury linens that are fresh from the farm? Create sweet memories of good sleep with our farm-to-home offerings. They're available exclusively at RedLandCotton.com. That's RedLandCotton.com.
9: I'm Jeff Eno for the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update, and we have seen the flash flood watches for portions of New Mexico. Also into northeastern Florida, so that's uh, primarily above I-40 in New Mexico. And then, of course, the eastern tip of I-10 when you get into Florida. And we're still looking at some of the stronger showers and storms into that part of the state. And also seeing some of the rain even drifting a little farther south towards I-4. We have seen some heavy rain around the Boston area. Heavy rain also along Long Island and around uh, areas into uh, southern Connecticut and Rhode Island showers and storms uh, producing some very heavy rain there and of course we have seen the showers and storms along i-10 and 20 into western texas and then also around i-70 into uh, areas in western colorado and along i-80 into utah i'm jeff eno with custom weather for drivers twice an hour on the road dogs sirius xm 146 and on the sirius xm good morning Just
10: one more cup of
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get to the calls in a little minute. I I do want to throw out one more topic, and uh, these will kind of be the two topics for the weekend, uh, today and tomorrow's show. ELDs, but let's talk about them in a different way. Um, There's the protest going on. There's lots of people fighting this. OIDA formed a coalition um, with a bunch of other associations in other industries that will be affected by this. There was a lot of them, too. I have a list of them somewhere. Honestly, I think that was a brilliant idea for five years ago. Why didn't they do that five years ago when the listening sessions started, and maybe we would have actually gotten something accomplished on this? And and I don't think we're going to stop ELDs. I I don't think there's any chance of that. I could be wrong. I think the opportunity here is to fix hours of service. I think had these groups that are absolutely against this got on board this hard five years ago, things would look very, very different right now. But they didn't. Um, I, I don't think it matters how many associations or people you put together or protest I don't think we're stopping this. I I could be wrong, uh, but we'll we'll see. I'm going to let everybody else worry about that. If I owned a truck today, I would be looking ahead, not holding on by my fingernails, hoping this doesn't go through. I think that is a lousy place to be if you are an owner-operator right now. To go spend a week right now in D.C., when rates are about ready to break out and set all kinds of records, that's something else I'll probably talk about more tomorrow, is what's going on with rates right now. To go take a week off the road right now, just dumb, really. There's lots and lots of money to be made right now. And if you're that desperate, that you're on your way to D.C. for a week, I, I think I would much rather spend that time earning money and planning for what I'm going to do when ELDs come. Because I I would have to put my money on the fact that they're coming. Here's what I'd be doing. I got thinking about this. I I did a lot of different things as an owner-operator. I owned trucks for 30 continuous years. I bought my first truck when I was 22, sold my last truck when I was 52. 30 years of owning trucks. I also, other than the first year, the first year I had one truck, I drove it myself. The second year, I bought my second truck. My uh, Like my 13th month in business, I bought a second truck, hired a driver, and for 29 years, continuously, I always employed drivers that whole time. I did a lot of different things. I did a lot of local work. I did a lot with FedEx and my contract there. I had my own authority. I worked as a broker. I did a lot of different things in trucking. So I got looking at all the different operations and which one would fit best with the ELDs. Now, the local would have been a breeze. Trying to find local work as an owner-operator is pretty difficult, and and much of it today doesn't pay all that well. You know, fuel, uh, containers, that kind of stuff just doesn't pay that well. And the reason it doesn't, there's too much demand for drivers who want to get off the road. So if you have a local operation There's just a lot of people who want it. It drives prices down. That's just supply and demand. So I looked at what else I did, you know, through those 30 years. And there was uh, about a two-year period where I ran my own authority in a very regional operation. So I lived in Northeast Ohio at the time. Tons and tons of freight in Northeast Ohio. Getting out was never a problem. Um, It was usually my own freight. I did have a couple brokers, really one broker I primarily worked with back then. Um, Brokering wasn't very big back then. We were still trip leasing, if anybody remembers that. And when trip leasing went away, that's when the broker thing exploded. So back when we were able to trip lease, a carrier did not have to have broker authority to put freight on another carrier's truck. Or an owner-operator's truck. It was usually used between a carrier and owner-operator. You could trip lease that truck. So a carrier had a load. They needed somebody to move it. They didn't have any trucks available. We could sign a trip lease. A lease for one trip that I would run under their authority. Insurance is kind of what screwed that up made that go away. So we used to use... the people back then will remember this um, magnetic door sign. So, you know, in a given week, you might have three different company names on the side of your truck if you were trip leasing a lot. So I virtually never trip leased out of my home area. I had good freight, and good contacts. I would almost always head to the East Coast. There was just a lot of freight going that way. It paid pretty well back then. And I I would leave out usually late Sunday night for a Monday morning delivery. I would – coming right back home wasn't a good idea because the rates coming off of the East Coast were usually pretty bad. So I would get to the East Coast with usually my best paying load of the week. Then I had a couple companies I could trip lease from or a couple brokers – that I could usually get some freight from, and I would work my way usually up and down the East Coast, trying to find, I'll tell you one of the places I got good rates, coming out of um, Mass, Connecticut, New Hampshire, anywhere up in New England, going into New York City. And people hated going into New York City, so I could usually get a pretty good rate. And then honestly, out on Long Island, I could usually get some pretty decent freight coming back to Ohio. Very seldom was I out on the weekends. It was usually a five, roughly five and a half, six days, kind of, if you looked at it, because I'd leave late Sunday night, sometimes not get back till early Saturday morning. But I made a lot of money doing that. And there were times when I would actually come back through the house once in a while midweek. So I was getting more home time than if I was just out running around over the road. My rates were good, and hours of service just it wasn't an issue. Honestly, back then, I only did my logbook once a week. I'd usually do it Sunday night before I left out for the week prior. And I think I remember maybe one logbook violation back then. Um, if I were back in the ELD thing right now, that's what I'd be looking at. First thing I would be really seriously considering would be getting my own authority if I were leased to a carrier. Because if you're leased to a carrier, you're going to have to deal with how they deal with the ELD mandate. You're going to more than likely have to go with their solution, their rules, how they implement it. And being leased to a carrier, in my opinion, unless it's something like Landstar, that would be an exception, doesn't give you enough freedom to pick your own loads. That's where you're going to get screwed on the hours of service. Under an ELD, without that flexibility, that's going to cause a lot of problems, in my opinion, under any kind of model with an owner-operator leased to a carrier, other than Landstar, um, or like a Schneider Choice. There are a couple other companies out there that, that give you a lot of flexibility. But many companies say, here's where you're going, or here's a couple loads to choose from. That, for me, would not cut it under the, uh, the hours of service and ELD. It's just not enough flexibility. So I think... If you were considering getting your own authority before, you might want to really, really consider it now. Under the the ELD and the hours of service, having your own authority is going to give you much more flexibility to stick within the hours of service. That's my opinion. And I would also be looking at building lanes and triangles and dumbbells that kept me... Five or 600 miles from home. Uh, You know, 600 would probably be kind of my maximum outbound. Um, You know, something you can make out in in your first shot pretty easily, maybe up to 750. That's a little long. I just don't like to drive that fast. So I would probably be looking at uh, my own authority and building some freight that kept me pretty darn close to home. Now, there are some people that live in areas that that's going to be really difficult. And then you have some tough decisions to make. Um, I I believe you when you're in business, you follow the money. Um, That's why I moved from Ohio to Florida and Florida to Colorado. And then after a while, it wasn't about the money. It was about where I wanted to live. But I left Ohio for business reasons the first time. Grew up there. All my family's there. To me, succeeding with my business was more important, and I was willing to make those choices. I think that's what we're up against right now. I think if you want to succeed under the new ELD mandate, and I think there is going to be tremendous opportunity under this to succeed. The time, it, the time was a year ago, really, to start getting ready, but I, I would much rather spend a week rewriting my business model and getting ready for the ELD mandate rather than trying to go and protest at this late date. The time to protest was a long, long time ago. People didn't do it then. Now the time is figure out how you're going to make money under this, and I think there's going to be a lot of people making money under this if they're smart. All right, I'm going to get to a break. When we come back, you tell me what you think. We're going to go straight to the phone calls. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
0: insight
5: we're kicking off fall with something special for our subscribers our friends and family event has been extended get big savings with special offers to turn satellite radio back on or purchase a new one visit siriusxm.com 2017 friends and family to check it out see offer details and in the meantime check out my fantastic entertaining and very informative radio show stand up with pete dominic have fun and learn something new weekday mornings on SiriusXM insight 121
9: Hi, I'm Bob Seidel, a team driver advisor at Schneider. I drove teams with Schneider for 16 years, and it's my goal to help new teams enjoy it as much as I did. Schneider Van truckload team drivers can surpass $70,000 per year each, totaling 5 to 6,000 miles a week, plus automated transmissions and electronic logs. Bring a partner or let Schneider help you find one. Team sign-on bonus of up to $10,000 per driver. Join the Schneider team at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com.
8: Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For
4: details, visit AIGdirect.com.
11: Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-700-9920. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-700-9920. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-700-9920. 1-800-700-9920.
4: Message and data rates may apply.
6: Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice for you. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text RELAX 44 to 543543 and check Fridge Filters off your to-do list forever. You can get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. Even better, right now you can get your first filter free plus free shipping. Text RELAX 44 to 543543 with a huge range of brand and non-brand filters available. Filters Fast is the nation's largest filter home delivery company. You can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? And why not get your first filter free? Find out how by texting RELAX44 to 543543. That's R-E-L-A-X X four four to
5: 543543.
0: Weekday mornings, 11 a.m. east, Free wheeling
4: We talk about pop culture, we talk to celebrity guests, and hear what drivers have to say about the world at large. For-
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888. Road Dog, as promised, we're going right to the phones. We're off to Bakersfield to get started. Robert, welcome to the program.
10: Hey, how are you doing, Kevin?
2: Good. What's on your mind?
10: Uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, ELD and what I, how, how I'm thinking about it. Okay. So the ELD, the way I'm looking at it is, if it can save one, one life, if it can save one driver's life, if it can keep a driver out of prison for killing somebody on the road, I, I think it's worth it. I mean, honestly, what, I, mean, I I don't have much to say about the owner-operator. I've only been truck driving for six months now. But, I mean, I'm looking at it like that. If it can save somebody's life, potentially even a child's life, what, then I think it's a great thing.
2: What if, and, and I get your point, and I'm going to play devil's advocate. What if it kills somebody? i that,
8: too, but I've
10: also been in truck stops where I'm parked next to some uh, driver running off of paper logs, and I see him pick up three different books. I mean, oh, there are drivers out there that, don't get me wrong, that could do it. They they can. They've been driving for so long, and they, they know their limits. But then there's also drivers out there who don't know their limits, pick up three log books, and then they get somebody killed.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It happens. We have people who drive when they shouldn't be driving. But that even happens when they're within their hours of service. That's the whole problem with hours of service. It doesn't – those random numbers, like you can drive this long, you have to sleep this long, those are just random numbers. We decided on most of those rules back in 1938. They've hardly changed since then. And I – Promise you there were times when when I got in the truck after having a nice restful weekend. I just talked about my operation. I'd leave Sunday night, early Monday morning. There were times I got plenty of rest all weekend. Got in the truck. Two hours later, I couldn't keep my eyes open. Back then, fortunately, I could stop and take a nap, which is usually all I needed, not worry about my 14-hour clock, and get right back on the road and drive. So that you could use a little bit of common sense. So you can easily kill somebody being fatigued even when you're within these rules. The other issue we have, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate against your point. I agree. If it were truly a safety thing, then I think they'd have more support. But people who have been driving a long time realize these are not, there's no guarantee. There doesn't even seem to be much likelihood that this is going to make anybody much safer. There are some people, and I'm one of them who would argue, it could make people less safe. Now, we've got a guy who drives around most of the time at 60 miles an hour, and he's looking at his clock, and he's looking at it and going, oh, if I keep going 60 miles an hour, I'm going to have to stop 45 minutes away from my home because of the ELD and take 10 hours before I can drive home, being 45 minutes away. So instead, I'll drive 75 miles an hour and get there on time and not have to worry about it. That's just flat-out dangerous.
10: Yeah, that's true. and that's why I feel like there should be governors in trucks that have ELDs as well. Because, I mean, well, hold on,
2: hold on. I, I don't, I, now I'm really going to fight you. I am the guy that drove 57 okay. miles an hour most of my career. 57 miles an hour. I'm known for that. I did it because I proved that it was a cost-effective way to drive. The fuel savings were huge. If you managed your time, it worked. But I will be the first one to say, I own the truck. You're not putting a speed limiter on this thing. You can put the ELD in, I, although I'm against that too. I, I don't want any of that crap in my truck. But if it's coming, it's coming. If they start talking about speed limiters, hopefully the industry fights that harder. I I, I just think that's way too restrictive. The, the ELD, the hours of service are already restrictive enough, and they don't really work. The ELDs, because you can't cheat anymore, it's much more difficult to cheat, make it even more restrictive. Now you put speed limiters on the truck as well. I I, I don't see it. Not for me, anyway
10: yeah I, I get that but my, my whole thing is just saving life i mean it's just you know safety is number one in in every aspect in in life really and then i mean yeah it would it would suck for drivers who want to go you know whenever they're in utah the speed limit's 80 well they want to go 80 and that's all fine and dandy but then there's those drivers who are new owner operators they don't have the governors on their truck they're they're running 80. They don't know how to handle 80. They're running three logbooks. They don't know how to run three logbooks. You know, and then that's where the problem would come in.
2: And it might. And, you know, one of the things I think we've gone way too far in this country, we, we try to protect everybody from everything. Um, life can be dangerous. I mean, it just is. We have to deal with it. People die. People get hurt. I'm not promoting it, but it happens. And I think we've gone so far. Trying to protect people from everything—if it worked, maybe it it might actually be a good thing. But you know what? There's so many examples where it doesn't work, and I think this is one of them. There are a lot of people who believe the minute ELDs go into effect, the roads are going to be safer. I I would argue they could be less safe. We don't know, but I, I I don't think for a second we're going to see any significant decrease in fatalities. Having to do with truck accidents, I just don't. For for the, for one thing, yeah, I mean, most fatalities—if you look at the statistics—most fatalities that even involve trucks usually isn't the truck driver's fault. I mean, there's lots of statistics on that. Yeah. So I. Mean,
10: I it's just, i mean, yeah, it's not going to be a drastic change and all that. And I get that, but I mean, like I said, one life. I mean. Now if you could say one but how do you like there's one more that how do
2: alive. how do you ever quantify that what if what if we let's well, say just, I'm just going to give it. some well I'm, I'm going to give some numbers let's say that 20,000 people this year died in truck accidents let's just throw that number out there the last year without ELDs okay. 20,000 people die in truck accidents then we go next year what happens if 21,000 people die next year could we absolutely say that was ELDs that caused the increase? Or what if it was 19,000 next year? Could we absolutely say, oh, we saved a 1,000 people's lives? No way. There's too many variables. You can't ever prove that this stuff really works.
10: Yeah, I understand that. I and mean, that's just, I don't know, it all comes down to uh, testing, I guess you could say. I mean... That, I don't know. It's just, that, that's just my personal thing, you know.
2: Yeah, if we really thought this was safety and we wanted to prove it, I think I would have taken the worst offenders in the trucking industry, whether they're individuals or companies, the, the, the entities with the worst records for driving, hours of service violation, accidents, deaths, take the bottom 10% and put them on ELDs for three years to test to see if we could make them safer. That's what I would have fought for if I were fighting this whole thing. I'm doing other things. People say, well, Kevin, why didn't you go fight this? You have so many opinions. You have so many ideas. Because that's all I would have been doing for the last five years, and I probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere. I think there's better uses of my time than that. Doesn't mean I can't have an opinion. Doesn't mean I couldn't help groups that were trying to fight it. Although the last two groups I tried to help that were fighting it basically didn't want to hear it. They just kicked me out of the group. Didn't want to hear the ideas. So uh, that's how I would have implemented this if 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 I would have implemented it at all, which I wouldn't have. I've been the one saying from the start. Not only would I not do ELDs, I would throw out the entire hours of service and start over. Maybe it would include some kind of technology piece. I don't know. I haven't put that much thought into it other than I think that's how it should have been done. It didn't happen that way. I think the industry did a lousy job of fighting it, and I think this last-minute Hail Mary pass is probably going to hurt the people that are fighting it the most. I think the smart thing to do now is exactly what I talked about at at, at the beginning of this show. How do you make money with this? I think the timing is excellent because we're already, before the ELD mandate even goes into place, we are already seeing crazy run-up in rates. I, I think that, 2018 could possibly beat 2014. There are a lot of analysts saying that as well. 2014 was an awesome year. I think 2018 could be amazing. So I think it's time to get on board, figure out what your business model is going to be to take advantage of high rates and ELDs. And I think it really comes down to some things we've been talking about for a couple of years now. Get your own authority. Build some strong freight relationships with brokers or maybe even some direct shippers around where you live. Keep your runs shorter. I I wouldn't be out doing the 1,500, 2,000, 2,500-mile runs. That's just me. I would be keeping, like I said, I would go back to the operation I ran. uh, Would have been in the early, no, late 80s. Uh, probably around 89 through 91, I was running a pretty regional operation. And I was doing pretty good back then for how young I was and how new I was in the industry. But I think that would fit with the ELDs really well. And I think you could make a lot of money doing that in certain parts of the country. Other parts of the country, it's going to be a little more difficult. I'd love to hear other ideas on... um, what you plan to do when the ELD mandate comes through. We're getting close. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
0: Sea to Shining Sea and all
6: places in between. Nashville, Tennessee. New Orleans. The Mississippi Gulf Coast. New
0: York City. Kansas City, Missouri. From the West Virginia coal mines to the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. Road Dog Truck and Radio is everywhere. Next time you're in the neighborhood, make sure you stop by Sirius XM Channel 146.
8: Hello, truck drivers. I'm Carrie Hallett Paris and I hire truck drivers for Walmart. Walmart transportation has driving job opportunities at many locations across the United States. Walmart offers full-time flexible schedules with competitive pay within the driving industry. Many driver benefits, including medical, start on day one. And no touch freight driving for an industry leader. Driving for Walmart is a great career opportunity. Why wait any longer to apply? And there are openings for safe professional drivers right now. Walmart pays for mileage, activity, and even offers a safety incentive you can earn each quarter of the year. If you are interested in advancing your driving career, see if Walmart is hiring in a place you'd like to work by visiting www.driveforwalmart.com and then apply online. That's drive, the number four, walmart.com. It could be the last job you will ever apply for. Walmart is an equal opportunity employer.
3: Howdy, it's Homer Hogg here.
6: For TA Truck Service, where we have highly skilled technicians ready to perform the oil change service your truck needs. Whether it's just a quick oil and filter change, or a full PM with a DOT inspection, the choice is yours. Stop in and see us when you're due for a PM at TA Truck Service.
1: TA ultimate individual game becomes a team sport when the USA's top golfers, including Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, and Ricky Fowler. Into the
0: bottom, Ricky Fowler with three in a row. Join
1: forces to square off against a group of the world's best made up of the likes of Jason Day, Adam Scott, and Hideki Matsuyama. It's the 2017 President's Cup, and you can hear it on SiriusXM. Coverage is live right now on PGA Tour Radio, Sirius 208, XM92, and on the SiriusXM app.
9: Javino Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. Areas in northern New Mexico especially with the flash flood watch. We've seen that throughout the day. Also in the northern Florida, northeastern, around Jacksonville, we've seen the flash flood watches. Heavy rain has been falling into that part of Florida. And so I-95, of course, affected by those showers and storms. And also seeing some of the scattered showers and storms, we've seen those along 75 and 95 into the southern part of the state. As you continue to ride up 95, the rain into portions of New Jersey, New York, and especially east of the interstate as you make your way into parts of Connecticut, also Rhode Island, and up around the Boston area. It has been wet through much of the day, and we've also seen some of the flash flood warnings into portions of Long Island. Some of the showers and storms also into the plains that we've seen uh, right along I-29, and also some storms into West Texas, parts of Four Corners as well. Jeff Eno with Custom Weather for Drivers, twice an hour on the Road Dog Sirius XM
0: money your taxes your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry now now back to trucking business and beyond the show that puts the money where it belongs
1: back in your pocket
2: welcome back i'm kevin Rutherford. we're heading into the second hour of the program still plenty of time to get through 88 88 road dog and i head off to georgia steve welcome to the program
12: Hey, Kevin, thanks for taking my call. Um, um, to kind of um, let you know who I am, I'm the guy that called you from time to time um, up under that bad lease program, making th- uh, 13 cent a mile net profit. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. And, and of course, yeah. And um, I was a uh, um, lease land, Landstar and, then, and stayed there up on a dedicated account now. Um, I'm... Got my own authority and being my authority being active. Now I'm going on two two weeks now.
2: Wow! Congratulations!
12: You know, thank you. I appreciate that. And and I tell you, um, it I it, I've been enjoying it. And um, you know, just just this past week, I uh, I gross five uh, I gross uh five thousand eight hundred ninety eight dollars on gross just only on thousand and forty six miles so wow <laughs> yeah, good
2: very very good timing getting your own authority
12: yes sir yes sir and, and i've been enjoying the journey and the, one of the questions that i wanted to ask you is about uh the gallons that we get credit for on our for our IFTA. um i took the online course the um uh, that you that you got okay and went through that and I totally understand the uh how how if to work and how to buy fuel good and good. Um, and I appreciate I appreciate you for putting that course out there, um, but one of the questions that I have as of right now I don't have my fuel cards um uh, have my fuel fuel cards just as of yet so I'm basically buying fuel on my credit card and by the way I'm not even factoring. Um, none of my loads. I'm just invoicing them in and, Excellent. and getting all of that in. Excellent. Yes, sir. And um, I, I, have, I have heard of the shows where you explain, broke down how factoring is a bad thing. And so, by me having my equipment paid for, I just decided not to even go that route. But, um, but back to my question, um, um, whenever I go in and buy fuel, it's almost like they um, put it as a prepay and my question is is that i'm wondering that is it only getting reported whenever i file my ifta yes um to get credit for it, or does yep. the oh, okay the tax don't yeah. report it no
2: no the, that's why you file an ifta report every quarter um and what it, it's kind of like a tax return um the the entity getting your ifta report whatever state you file in They know nothing until they get that report. So whatever you put on there, I mean, that's what goes in. But it's a lot like income taxes as well. You can be audited on your IFTA. So at some point, if they decided to, who knows how they pick these things, you could get an IFTA audit. And what they would want to see would be bills of lading, um, log books, fuel receipts. They just want to prove that, these are the miles you drove. This is the fuel you bought. But it's kind of the honor system. For the most part, you're reporting those numbers to them.
12: Oh, okay. Okay. I always thought maybe it was some other way of, uh, of, of them um, getting that report other than our... our uh,
2: now, as, as a matter of fact, um, I'm glad you said something. You're going to have an IFTA report due pretty soon. It's going to be a really short right. one. But you ran in September, which is part of the third quarter, so you're going to have to file your ifta on those miles and those gallons coming up pretty quick.
12: Okay. All right, that that, that was that was my question and again, I appreciate what you are doing for us and I'm really excited and and I'm looking at these rates and 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 you know, I'm do what, do everything I can to uh put back because uh, you know i hope these rates last longer you know for a long time but in this industry you never know what direction they go in but at the same time you know that if you plan and you prepare
2: absolutely and you have been doing an amazing job of that by the way to you know i told your story many times about the 13 cents a mile and going through the numbers and you know, you, you did the hard work. You got to Landstar. You succeeded there. Now you're out on your own authority. You're succeeding already. Your timing's excellent. You're learning. I mean, this, this is, you are like the poster child for the things I talk about. And, and I love it when people do the hard work and they, they see the benefits. Here's where I think where we are. Right now, rates are crazy, primarily due to the, to the natural disasters. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing driving the rates right now. You know, we've been hit with three of the biggest storms we've ever seen. Houston, Florida, and Puerto Rico, they're, they're U.S. citizens. We're, we're going to be sending a lot of supplies down there. That means we've got to get those supplies to ports, get them on ships, and get it over there. That's going to drive a lot of freight. All of these storms, and they were big, so we're going to be rebuilding in those three areas for a long time. That's going to drive freight. That's a good thing. It's not a good thing that the natural disasters happen, but that's why rates are up. But we're about to get the rocket booster on this with the ELD mandate. Two things. If all the right. people who say they were going to quit actually quit, we'd all the people who are left would become very, very rich. That's not going to happen. Those the, Those people were talking out their backside when they said they were going to quit. Some will not nearly as many as what they've been claiming for years. So we'll see some drop off there, which decreases supply, so that means rates will go up again. But the other big thing is there is a lot of cheating on hours of service. I don't think it's big cheating. I don't think there are a lot of guys running three log books much anymore. I, I think it still happens, but not nearly as much as it used to. But I think there's a lot of little cheating. I think there's a lot of that. I'm 45 minutes away from home. I'm going home. I'm 45 minutes or two hours away from the dock for my delivery. I'm going in. They're waiting for me. I'm not stopping for 10 hours. There. I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of. I'm not even going to start my logbook till I pull away from the dock. You know, if I've been sitting here for six hours waiting to get loaded, I'm, nobody logs that stuff. You just wait till you leave. Right. and you, That, I think, is going to have a huge impact on rates because I think it's going to take a long time for people to adjust to this, and I think there's going to be a lot of freight sitting on docks.
12: You, you, you are right. You, you are definitely right. And um, what I'm looking at, though, and I have heard you talk about the conversation in the past about building relationships and building um, you know, relationships with shippers and receivers mm-hmm. and finding your niche in the industry to work with the hours of service and the ELDs and on. And I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking I am don't come to grips with that. To, to kind of see a direction that I'm going that I'm, to try out and go in, and if it work out for me, that will be great. You know, if not, I'm going to continue to keep working um, because it's like you said, the ELDs are coming regardless of you know, I think the ELDs are coming, regardless of what happened. And so the best strategy for the ELD is prepare for it now while it's in the play. So So and again I do appreciate you taking my call and I appreciate all of the advice that you give me and and um and I will keep you updated on the journey.
2: Fantastic. Thanks. I appreciate it. Great stuff. You know, Steve just Talking to you right there, another idea popped into my head. You talk about building relationships, all the turmoil that's going on in the industry right now. This is an awesome sales and relationship building opportunity you got to look for the opportunities, and this one just it kind of struck me as Steve was talking. Most of the industry right now is pitching fits they're protesting they're complaining. The shippers and receivers know that. They're not blind. They see what's happening. This is going to happen. Awesome sales and negotiation and relationship building technique would be to go to your customers, whoever they are, the broker, the shipper, whoever it is, and say, look, we've known this is coming. I've been using an ELD for a while. I know how to do this. I know how to manage my time. I will make sure. Even though we have these rules we now have to follow, I will make sure your freight gets delivered on time. Realistically, I can tell you exactly when I can be there now. Based on these rules, I will use every available hour I have. I will manage my time well. I will plan my week out. I will get your freight there. Take the positive approach about ELDs with your customers. Get them to work with you they will be much more willing to work with you if you go in with a positive attitude about this and a plan. But if you go in bitching and moaning and complaining and protesting, yeah, not so much. So this, as much as I didn't want it to happen, I'll continue to say that, as much as I wish we would scrap the whole thing and rewrite the hours of service and come up with a whole new system, that's not going to happen. So I'd be switching gears now. I would be going into positive mode with my customers. And you could build some awesome relationships right now if you do that. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
1: spotlight Channel
13: 4 if you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles you've searched high and low trying everything you can from tutors to counselors specialists to pills you've tried them all with little success you need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours brain balance achievement centers can make a real difference for your child Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Learn more at BrainBalance.com, that's BrainBalance.com, or call 800-877-5500.
5: This is the continuing story of Dick and Rick. Dick is still running his plumbing business the same way he has since the Stone Age. Damn it, I left a bunch of customer quotes and invoices in my truck, and then some just flew right out the window again. Rick, on the other hand, knows how the software technology found in Jobber can help his lawn care business grow.
3: It's raining today, so I rescheduled my crews, brought them into the shop, and cleaned up all of our equipment. I save almost a full day of productivity every week by using Jobber. It's so powerful, flexible, and easy. It took no time. At all to train my crew on how to use it. I just sync my client list from QuickBooks and off I go. What
1: do you think?
5: Uh, does a spiral notebook count as a client list? If you want to run a better, more professional service business, Jobber is the right fit for you. Whether you operate a landscaping, HVAC, painting, cleaning, or any other professional service business, Jobber can make your business more efficient. Go to GetJobber.com to start your free trial. That's GetJobber.com. Go to GetJobber.com for your free trial today. The Internet of Things is always speaking. And MindSphere from Siemens is the operating system that lets your business understand. Now you can get valuable data from everything
0: in your enterprise.
12: Like me, a motor and a conveyor belt. Just this morning, I was telling
0: Johnny Maintenance my engine needed tuning. To I told him to bring his magic hands right over and bam. <laughs> now I'm running as silky smooth as a panther. <sighs>
5: LineSphere turns machine data into business value. Connect today at Siemens.com.
0: The Dave Nemo Show, 7 a.m. East. Your talk and
6: conversation open to uh, everybody in trucking. Road Dog Trucking Radio.
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. Earlier I mentioned the store. We have all kinds of fantastic stuff in our store. We're adding things all the time, the products you hear me talk about, the OPS, the Flow Below, um, Brake Safe. I I could go on and on and on. We have tons of stuff in there. Um, We are running a special this weekend. Um, We have a pretty cool pre-trip tool. Fits right on your keychain, measures all kinds of things for you on your pre-trip. Brake stroke, tire tread depth, windshield cracks, brake pad thickness, all in one tiny little tool. Uh, We are giving that away free this weekend with every order. And uh, some of you that ordered last week may notice that uh, you got a little surprise in your box. um, When you get it, and some of you have... uh, Invoices signed by me. I was in the office this week. It's not something I do a lot, but I was in the uh, office this week actually helping pack and ship orders. So um, head on over to the store. There's all kinds of great stuff over there. It's at Let'sTruck.com. Uh We have truck stuff, we have health stuff, we have food and snacks, tools, all kinds of things. And we are giving away that free pre trip tool on all orders. This weekend, check it out, Let'sTruck.com. We are off to North Dakota. Bren, welcome to the program.
14: Hey, Kevin, thanks for getting me on the show.
2: What's on your mind today?
14: I have a health question, please. Sorry, it's not on, the, on your topic of the day.
2: Oh, that's okay. Go
15: ahead.
14: Yeah, I'd like your opinion, please. Uh, I spoke to you, Kim and, and Michael on the Destination Health Show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I took advice from Michael. I, I actually got hold of a natural medicine doctor. Um, I had the appointment yesterday because um, my cholesterol is high. Okay. And I just thought, what what your opinion is? Because she said I'm I'm eating too much fat. She said I should cut out uh, one of the bulletproof coffee. Um, I to know what your
2: opinion on that is, please. Oh, boy. You know, I, I, I love the fact that you went to a, a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor. I think that's a huge improvement over the traditional medical system. But there are still some of those that are confused about the whole fat issue. Um, I, I would disagree on this one. I, I'm not saying you have to drink two cups of Bulletproof coffee every day. Um, one might be okay. Two works really well for me, though. I, there are oca- yeah. occasionally, if I sleep in, which is unusual for me, um, I might only have one. If I get up at eight thirty, nine o'clock, like I said, it's pretty unusual. I'm usually up early. I, today, I did that. I actually slept in until 8.30. Pretty unusual for me. I only had one. Then right before the show, I actually ate lunch, kind of. But most of the time, I have two and don't eat till 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. There is nothing wrong with that. In fact, if it does anything, it improves your cholesterol. So, unfortunately, I think she's still a little confused about the correlation between fat and cholesterol. There, there almost is no correlation. It's it's actually sugar that causes all the cholesterol problems.
14: Yeah, because uh, like I say, I have but obviously it depends on on the time of day, but it can vary five, six, or whatever.
2: I'll now, have a
14: coffee then, and then I'll have another one about eleven o'clock.
2: Yeah, so I won't see,
14: eat nothing until four or five o'clock, which is uh, a small salad with a meal my wife has prepared, which is like a shepherd's pie, keto, yeah. or a, a chili, um, and that's all I have. And then I, I'll have a, a little handful of nuts, watching TV, and that's all I eat. Um,
2: see, all all like of say, she said, all of the research says that might be one of the healthiest ways you can eat. You know, we we've always tried to figure out what would make somebody live longer. We've done tons of research with animals and insects and all kinds of things to figure out what would make somebody live longer. The only thing they've absolutely proven, there's lots of theories and some things make a lot of sense, but the one that they've proven that will extend your life is calorie restriction. Pretty severe calorie restriction, though, like 1,000 calories a day or 1,200. It's really low. And the problem with it is... Under most ways of eating, you would be miserable every day because you would be hungry all the time. And nobody wants to be hungry. It's just a miserable way to live. They believe, though, that you get that same benefit from intermittent fasting, which is what you're doing. And you're also pretty calorie-restricted. You know, the one reason we lose a lot of weight on fat, there's two. One, we're not spiking insulin all the time. But two, most people when they look at their true calorie intake on a high fat diet, find out they're eating a lot less calories because of what it does to your appetite. So I I think, um, unfortunately, I just think she's off base on this one. There's just no evidence to back up the idea that that second bulletproof coffee is, is negatively impacting your cholesterol. Yeah.
14: So, um, what do you think I should do? Find another one? Or,
2: yeah, you could. Or? Now, let me ask you something because I'm not sure. I can't remember if we got into this. Are you still losing weight?
14: Uh, very, very slowly at the moment. Because um, I was on—I was 232 in January. I'm—I'm I'm now 182. Um, at the start, I was losing 10, 12 pounds every trip. My trips are 10 to 12 days. But now I can go. Two or three trips, I don't lose
2: anything, and then the
14: the next trip
2: I'll lose maybe one or two pounds. You know, yeah, I, I'm sort of. Co- co- I want to I, I, I want to jump in there real quick because I know you you talked to Michael on that show, uh, my son, and I I just think we didn't get around. I did, yes. Yeah, I don't think we got around to this, but Michael's done a ton of research on your cholesterol levels when you're losing weight and how long it takes after you stop losing weight for them to actually normalize. So the, the recommendation I have for most people is if you're going to go low carb or keto, I would not even, I tell people don't check cholesterol at all. I, I really think it's a meaningless number the way we deal with it. And if you're eating a good, clean, whole food diet, it, it will normalize. But if you want to check it, you know, Michael talks with a lot of people about this, I feel the same way i would not check cholesterol until six months after i stopped losing weight
14: yeah i i I was quite happy not to do that to be honest i'd really because i i've listened to you a a lot and and appreciate your advice and everything i was not going to check my cholesterol it's just my wife kept kept (laughs) nagging and nagging and nagging and and i finally got in and and went to do it um and then because it was high then she's nothing but, but bugged me since then but uh I'm. I've. I've never felt so better. Um, you know, I've got so much energy. I don't feel tired. It's.
2: Ex- yeah. It, exactly. It's, um, does, w- would your wife read a book if I recommended one?
14: I uh, doubt it because her English isn't very good. Cause she's an Eastern European, but I can. I can ob- uh, definitely try.
2: Yeah, it, it's called the uh, Cholesterol Clarity. It's actually written by Jimmy Moore, the same guy we had speak at the CMC. He wrote the book Keto Clarity. He's been one of the biggest promoten- proponents of keto for years. Uh, he's been doing it. He's got an excellent podcast. You may even find some podcast episodes of his. He has thousands of them. I'm sure you could find some episodes that were about cholesterol. Maybe you could just ever listen to it. But Cholesterol Clarity was actually written in. What was the contra- name? Cholesterol clarity. What's the,
14: yeah, was the name of the author, please?
2: Uh, Jimmy Moore. Okay. And and that book was written in conjunction with like fifteen doctors, and they all cover cholesterol from different points of view. But you'll really learn a lot about the true story behind cholesterol in that book.
14: Okay. okay I'd like- like I said, I'm sorry I've called a couple of times about this topic now. I'm
2: oh no problem. Sorry to
14: keep asking, but uh, I, I, like I say, I just want to appease my wife to be honest. Because I've, I've, never, like I said two minutes ago, I've never, I never felt so better.
2: You know. Exactly. It, and I'm a big believer, in we listen to our body. It, you know, if we feel this good, it's hard to figure out how that could possibly be wrong.
14: Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's, that's what my, I keep trying to tell, tell my wife. But, <laughs> right. Oh, you're going to have a stroke, you're going to have a heart attack. And
2: <laughs> yeah. It re- obviously,
14: I've got, a happy, happy wife is a happy life, so i got to try and keep my
15: wife happy. But
2: I get it. I, so, you know, the best thing you can do is just keep trying to educate her. The, the great thing about the book Cholesterol Clarity, it's actually written from the point of view of being on a ketogenic diet. So it it really dives into the kind of stuff that that you're interested in right now and would really apply to you. So check that out. Let's go to Tennessee. Doug, welcome to the program.
7: Good afternoon, Kevin. Fair tax now.
2: Uh, Yeah, we're probably going to get the Trump tax plan first, but we can still hope.
0: We can always hope.
7: Uh, my take on ELDs and hours of service. Uh, way back when uh, FMCSA was looking to change the hours of service to what they currently are, they held listening sessions. I was one of many drivers that actually stood up and spoke at those listening sessions. It got to the point where the FMCSA administrator, and
1: Farrow, actually took the microphone and said okay we get it you drivers want more flexibility
15: hold hold that thought
2: hold that thought let me get to a break we'll be right back i'm kevin rutherford
4: Except.
0: Freewheeling with Meredith Oaks and Chris T. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m.
4: It's a self-discovery journey.
0: And again at 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Because it is a gift to the world. Exclusively on Road Dog Trucking Radio. And on the Sirius XM app. Hi, my name is Bob Wyatt, a Schneider truck driver with over 5 million safe miles. Schneider puts drivers first. I've seen it repeatedly over the last 44 years. And one example stands out in particular. When Schneider went public on April 6th, Many expected the CEO or the Schneider family to ring the bell at the New York Stock Exchange, but they chose me, a driver. Watch the video and join our driver's first company at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com.
6: Equifax, the credit bureau, breached. 143 million of you had your personal data exposed. Retired FBI agent Art Fitzenmeyer warns, that a crime wave called home title fraud may be coming.
10: The Equifax breach likely exposed your home's title and loan records. Cyber thieves can see the equity you have in your home and they want it. And because everything's online, they simply forge a few documents with your signature, refile, and take over title. Then they borrow money on your home and drain all your equity. You won't even know until you get hit with foreclosure notices. Look, no identity theft protection or homeowners policy covers this. Home Home Title Lock does. Just pennies a day helps protect your most valuable asset, your
6: home. Put an online barrier around your home's title with Home Title Lock. Sign up and get your home's title history a $60 value free. Visit HomeTitleLock.com and use promo code PROTECT. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code PROTECT.
1: In the trucking world, reliability is everything. As America's most reliable bypass and e-tolling platform, PrePass maximizes your opportunity to save time and money. The PrePass transponder ensures you receive up to 100% connectivity without spotty cell coverage. Don't rely solely on cellular apps. Rely on the trusted platform, PrePass. We're so sure you'll love it, we're offering one free month of service to try before you buy. Call 888-559-PASS and use the promo code ROADDOG. 888-559-7277 or prepass.com slash ROADDOG.
9: Jeffino from for the Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. And we have seen the flash flood watches for portions of New Mexico, also into northeastern Florida. So that's uh, primarily above I-40 in New Mexico. And then, of course, the eastern tip of I-10 when you get into Florida. And we're still looking at some of the stronger showers and storms into that part of the state. And also seeing some of the rain even drifting a little farther south towards i 4 We have seen some heavy rain around the Boston area. Heavy rain also along Long Island and around uh, areas into uh, southern Connecticut and Rhode Island. Showers and storms uh, producing some very heavy rain there. And, of course, we have seen the showers and storms along I-10 and 20 into western Texas. And then also around I-70 into uh, areas in western Colorado and along I-80 into Utah. I'm Jeff Eno with Custom Weather for Drivers, twice an hour on the BroDogs, Sirius XM 146, and on the Sirius XM app.
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. I'm going to get right back to the phone calls. Looks like we lost Doug during the break. Uh, We're going to head off to Nebraska. Gus, welcome to the program.
6: Yeah, hey, Kevin. I've got a question here. I know you won't be able to answer over the air because it's going to require some research, and I've been digging, and I'm just finding legal terms. ELDs, it's coming, I know, and I'm an independent one truck, and I've got to start shopping, and I've been shopping, but there's a wrench that's been thrown into this, too, that people aren't talking about. If you have an EOBR or an EBR or OBR by December 19th, before or on that date, you get an additional two years before you have to get an ELD. Yes. So what I want to know is, what should I be buying? Should I be buying an ELD, or should I be getting an extra two years because the EOBRs? Or the AOBRs have additional settings that make it more flexible for me as a one truck owner operator. For example, speed settings in a yard somewhere, or yeah, so I, they're different from an ELD because they're given it an additional two years.
2: Yeah, they are definitely different. They are more flexible. They're not so locked down. They don't have to meet the ELD requirements. So, you know, there are very clear requirements on the ELD. Um, Those devices are not going to have to meet all those same requirements. I think for a single truck owner-operator, this is a really good choice. It's not a great choice for fleets because you can... And even – see, this wouldn't matter much for you. When you say it,
6: what, what is a good choice, what is, what, do you, what is a good choice, an ELD?
2: No, or the – the other ones because I don't
6: understand what you said.
2: You know, the EOBRs or AEOBRs or whatever yeah. the – they keep changing the acronyms on them. But, yeah, the older style, right. the exception is the, a good idea. Fleets probably aren't going to do that because there's an, there's something else about that rule. If you choose to use that and decide to replace your truck – As soon as you replace your truck, you have to go to an ELD, even if you're still in that two-year window. So for a fleet, the problem that creates is fleets are almost always going to replace some of their equipment during that time. And then they end up with two different systems. Their old trucks could stay on the old device, but all their new trucks would have to have ELDs. And they would have to deal with two systems, which would just be a nightmare for a fleet. But for an owner operator, I think this this two year exemption is a great option.
6: Well, that's why I was wondering if maybe at the talking point over the next couple of weeks or whatever, if you could maybe list out the differences. I've been looking, at it, it's a lot of legal jargon, it, and I'd just like to know point blank: what am I buying? Why should I buy it? And you know, because I like I said, I was just about to buy the ELDs. Uh, I was going to go and get a Ram McNally, but then I saw this clause in the, in the uh, regulations regarding two-year exemption for if you have it before or it's
15: installed in your truck prior to the 18th. You can buy one on the 17th. Right. As long as it's
6: installed by the 18th, you've got two years. And I just want to know, okay, so what flexibility does it give me or is it really negligible?
2: Uh, no, I think it's fairly significant. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm surprised the industry isn't talking about this more But I think that's because on the fleet side, I I just don't think there are many fleets that want to get stuck with two devices. But for an owner-operator, worst-case scenario is if you replace the truck a year from now, then you have to go to an ELD. You still had a year, and you're only dealing with one device anyway. Um, So, yeah, I, I think it's a way to buy some time and to learn how to operate under these parameters with a little more flexibility. Now, we have to remember... That flexibility, we all know what we mean. It's going to be a little easier to cheat under the old device. I mean, you could still get a ticket for cheating, you know, your hours of service, but I think that's what I'd be doing for the next two years. Actually, I would have been doing that two years ago when I started talking about it, um, but right. now I think it's another good option. But it, because I know, like
6: you said, there's a list of criteria that the FMCA – FMCSA listed regarding I think there's like seven items in the LD must, and all of those numbers are hard and firm when it comes to exactly
2: moves, right? Like
6: five mile an hour or whatever. And yep. I know there's some adjustments, and I just wasn't sure what they are. And maybe you maybe I maybe thought you could call in and who's on one of those older systems could let us know. Okay, where are the parameters that you can adjust and play with, and kind of give us? You know,
2: I, I I right will. I will do that research. That's the kind of stuff I like to do. I kind of know a lot of it right now, but not right down to the details. So I'll go do some reading on that. I think that's a great idea.
6: That's exactly what my point was, what the call was, because I know you like research, and this is a viable yeah. topic for us out here as one truck owner-operators to make that choice, because now we've got some options, and that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know which yep. way to go. So I appreciate I,
2: this, you doing your homework on this. I'm, I've been digging, but it's all legal jargon, and I, I want to know, I want to know more. Yeah, I'll go dig. I think that's a great idea. Um, Like I say, I think I know most of the differences now, but I'll get it right down to the details, Um, and we'll do that. Uh, Maybe a good topic for next weekend, by the way. I've got a really busy week coming up, but I'll see if I can squeeze it in. Uh, Let's go to Ontario. Mike, welcome to the program.
16: How are you doing today, Kevin?
2: Good. What's on your mind?
16: Uh, I got my bone broth all made up. Uh, now you, uh, we spoke back in the spring. I, just, you know, I just finally got around to get my bone broth made. Uh, I'm going to do the 10-day bone broth fast. Now, uh, how much bone broth should I be drinking a day, and can I drink my bulletproof coffee as well? Yes. Or should I just be doing bone broth?
2: Nope. I, I, do I both. Yeah. In fact, when I when I do a fast. Um, it's really a modified fast because technically a fast should be no calories, but I absolutely can't do a no-calorie fast. I'm miserable when I do that. Um, So I do, if I'm going to fast, I do a bulletproof coffee and bone broth fast. So I'll do my two cups of bulletproof coffee in the morning just like I always do, and then instead of a meal, I will just sip on bone broth throughout the day. You know, I don't think there's a limit here. I think it's one of those things that there's nothing in there that's bad for you, and everything that's in there is good for you. It's hydration, it's minerals, it's collagen, it's protein. Virtually everything in there is, is just really good for us. It's very nutritious, and yet it's drop-dead easy for our body to digest it. So our body doesn't have to work and really hard to pull out the nutrients. That's why I think it's, it's really good for a modified fast.
16: So I can take that, warm it up in the morning and put it in a thermos, and then just sip on it throughout the day.
2: Absolutely. I think that's I the best way to take it. it. Yep.
16: Okay. Now, the other thing is uh, you're talking about ELDs. I contacted Landstar about putting my truck on with them, and they said all trucks must re, uh, are required to have ELDs now, all new hires. Right. I bought a 99 Volvo with an N14 in it with a 13-speed Eaton. And I've looked, and I can't find anybody that even makes an ELD for the older trucks because they are exempt. Correct. Is there somebody else I should be talking
2: to at Landstar? No, I I think what you're going to run into... um, I'm working with Landstar pretty closely right now on a project, so I can run this by somebody. I haven't talked to anybody over there. So I'm only speculating right now, but I I will talk to them. Um, My guess is... That this is exactly what I was just talking about. As a fleet, they are the ones responsible for logbook audits, ELD compliance, all that stuff. I don't think they want to have to deal with two different systems. So how they're how they're going to reconcile that with their owner operators who have older trucks already? I'm not sure. Or guys running gliders. Yeah, we're guys running gliders, and I have to imagine they've got a big fleet of owner-operators over there. This has got to be a huge issue for them. I'm surprised I haven't seen this somewhere, uh, but that's a good question. I'll ask them how they're getting. Yeah, my, my... I talked to
16: four different ELD suppliers, and none of them said they're even doing research about putting 99 and older uh, equipment onto an ELD system. I... Because, the, because of the exemption, it's just not... Uh, feasible to research
2: it. I think the problem is that the, and not every 99 would have this problem. Some of the 99s had more advanced ECMs, but some didn't. So I think they picked a cutoff date to make it easy. Everything after this is easy to adapt to ELDs. Stuff before this isn't so easy because the ECMs aren't as sophisticated. And I think that's why they picked that date. But now that you ask me about Landstar, that's interesting. And, and this is, this is going to be an issue with a lot of fleets. all their
16: advertising is, no age restriction on tractors.
2: Right. Now, this yes. is going to be a You've big issue. I, I wonder I wonder if these two calls go together, the AOEBR, whatever the hell they're calling the older devices now. Those don't require that same tie-in to the ECM. That is one of the differences. I mean technically you can run one of those just on an app and and all it does is yeah, see, use I, GPS. I
16: spoke to Big Rope. Right. And they, they don't even have a plug to plug into the seven pin connector on
2: my mobile. No, that's what I mean. Those they only have the those devices don't necessarily have to talk to the truck. They they use GPS and other data, so they're still logging stuff. They're not logging all the same stuff that an ELD is able to log. Um, That's a really good question, though, because a lot of fleets are going to have to deal with this. I'll, I'll talk about that more when I come back. This might have to be part of my research on this topic. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
0: of the recent hurricanes the American Red Cross is helping people affected by disasters big and small if you would like to help please visit redcross.org call 1-800-RED-CROSS or text red cross to 90999 to make a ten dollar donation to disaster relief again visit redcross.org call 1-800-RED-CROSS or text red cross to 90999 message and data rates may apply
7: with PatriotSoftware.com Accounting and
11: payroll Keep your time and money Mike Campbell
10: here, serial entrepreneur I began paying employees in 1988 I would handwrite checks and say Here you go, don't cash it until Tuesday But a teenage employee wanted to see his pay stub Pay stub? We don't have pay stubs, get back to work He said his dad worked for the government And state law required him to receive a pay stub Uh oh Years later, I created Patriot Software to help small businesses with 1 to 100 employees do their payroll correctly with pay stubs. Our payroll starts at just $10 a month, and if you need help, we will help you for free. Go to PatriotSoftware.com, use promo code XM, and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com.
7: Patriot accounting and payroll, keep your time and money.
15: If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity if you have over $100,000 in available assets until you receive your customized income for life quote from NextGen Annuity Strategy pioneer J.D. Melberg. These quotes use little-known strategies to show you how you may get up to 33% more income in retirement. Using J.D. Melberg Financial's exclusive next-gen strategies, John, 58, will get $36,000 of guaranteed income per year from his retirement savings and Mary, 62, over $9,000 per year. They'll never run out of money no matter how long they live. So, grab a pen right now because we're about to offer you your free income for life quote using little known strategies we believe you should know before buying an annuity. Call 800 885 1717 now to receive your free income for life quote with our exclusive next gen annuity strategies from a JD Melberg Insurance Licensed Agent. Call 800 885 1717. That's 800 885 1717. Increased income is possible following a specific strategy suited to your financial goals. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength of the insurance company. Hypothetical examples not available in all states. Results vary.
0: Imagine a financial partner committed to better tomorrows. I'm Paul Purcell, Chairman of Baird. Whether we're providing advice for families, municipalities, and schools across the U.S. or companies around the world, our focus is on making the future brighter. And that commitment goes beyond the business we do. It's why we give back as and individuals in the communities we serve.
4: Imagine the power of you and Baird. Visit rwbaird.com.
0: If you got it, I'll bet just about anything that a truck brought it. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Series 6.
2: welcome back i'm kevin rutherford the number to join us 8888 road dog website let's com. we're gonna get right back to some phone calls let's let's head off to oklahoma troy welcome to the program
7: hey kevin how you doing
2: good what's on your mind today
7: um the XEA 2 that you recommended uh, I was looking at the 280. I think it was 285. Maybe it was 295. 295 80R uh, 225. Will the 22 by eight be okay with that tire? I so supposed to be a seven, but I I can't find a seven. There's a seven and a half or an eight.
2: I actually thought that it rim, ne- rim. I know. I thought it needed a nine for some reason. Now, you, now I've, I just had a brain cramp. Um, what is the standard size rim? We, I hate when that happens. You know, you, you know something and then all of a sudden you doubt it. What's the standard size rim we normally use? I thought that was an 8. Eight uh, yeah, or eight
7: and
2: a it half? Is eight. I know there's I, a
7: seven and a half and an eight, but I, yeah, I, no, I didn't it, even know there was a nine.
2: It needs a wider rim. And I think it's a nine inch. Somebody will call and correct me or somebody will send me a message on Facebook. But for some reason, I think it's a nine inch rim.
7: Real quick on the ELDs on that Volvo, gentlemen, I don't know about the Volvo, but there is six guys over here where I'm at that, uh, um, a couple old Freightliners, 98, 99, Pete and a Kenworth, um, that are, um. We have a device that tracks our IFTA from state to state. You ain't got to try to remember it all, uh, exact mileage. Now, the only thing that they noticed because they played around with the log, that because they want to know that hard brake, hard accelerator, I guess the ECM in the older trucks don't show that. But um, that the same box will allow them to run an electronic log even on those older trucks if they want. Uh, Our company's not enforcing it on the older trucks.
2: You know, it's interesting. Somebody from Landstar just sent me a message on Facebook. Thanks, Jeff, by the way. Jeff sent me the message. He says that um, the LCAP program over at Landstar, which is an awesome program for all kinds of discounted parts, tires, services, all kinds of things. uh, He talked to somebody at LCAP, and their, their ELD solution will work on the older trucks. So I have a feeling... See, here's the problem from a fleet. If you don't have your older trucks on some sort of electronic logging device, now you still have to have a paper compliance logging department. You have to have somebody who does all the old compliance stuff on the paper logs, plus you have to have a new department that now does all the electronic logs. That's why I think a lot of carriers are just going to say across the board there there needs to be some sort of a solution, and I think it sounds like they will allow the older trucks to use an electronic device. Doesn't have to be an ELD, maybe. I don't know. So that's going to be an interesting yeah. topic.
7: And in and in the caller earlier that was uh, talking about how you know he doesn't mind the ELDs and he doesn't mind the. Speed limiters. Well, that's just asking for a massive can of road rage to be open. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
2: Not from us, but from uh, the (laughs)
15: four-wheelers. Well,
2: yeah, probably. You know, like I said, I was always the guy that went 55, and people used to accuse me of you're going to kill people driving that speed, and I will fight to the end on that argument. If I'm going 55 and you run into the back of me and die – that's your fault. I, that is in no way yeah. possible my fault. Here, Here's the thing I don't get about this speed issue. At 57 miles an hour, I am completely legal on every interstate in the country. Now, everywhere, I am 100% completely legal and compliant. But the minute you go one mile per hour over that speed limit, you're now in violation. But those are always the people that wanted to argue right. with me that I was the dangerous one. No, I'm the compliant yes, very one. Very true. Now, I get it, though, what you're saying. If every truck on the road were restricted to those speeds, I think we'd have road rage all over the place, cars and truck drivers.
7: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, I did <laughs> it because I wanted to. I, I,
7: but the statistics, now, I'm going to tell you three uh, 2015 because... I just got tired of keeping up with it, but I remember 2015 statistics very, very well. That there was like 340,000 something wrecks, and out of that there was 6,000 semi trucks. I'm just rounding numbers off. Yeah, yeah. And out of the 6,000, when they went down and looked at the death, the deaths, there was 3,000 that were actually fatal, fatality. Right. And then out of out of that 1,500, there was like 420 that was actually the truck driver's fault and out of that there was like 110 that were negligence or so just <laughs> outright lying right Th- that you know so right.
2: his
7: his, con- his when you don't research these statistics and look at these statistics factually it you your you 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 literally your uh your motive behind it just kind of goes out the window you know it, and then it, like uh i don't know a couple weeks back um, on when I was listening in, I was trying to make make a comment, but the computer cut me off. Was um, FEMA? I've run a few of these FEMA's down there to Florida, where I because I live in Florida. and I was running FEMA. Uh, the reason why they say you know they don't care about that because they to me I think the government knows the true statistics. <laughs> you just run and run it safe. I I,
2: I would agree <laughs> you with know? you. I would agree with you. The argument the FEMA I make.
7: The guy tells you that.
2: Exact right the argument i make is this is this is ridiculous you say that we have to have these rules for safety but you will exempt people from these rules at the drop of a hat i, I, I mean come yep. on is a case I, and i realize people might need water really bad right now but is a truckload of water worth killing somebody over
7: yeah i got a phone call from someone from florida um Asking me if I'd, I'd be willing to uh go over to Puerto Rico. They need truck drivers. I'm you know, <laughs> God, how the heck did you get my number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um but, but, Yeah, I'm just, sure I don't
7: know, it's just some of these statistics it just it, or some of the comments the guys make. It just uh, you know research a little bit before you go and uh, open your mouth. That's well, you,
2: you have a great point there. And looking at those statistics that you just gave, those numbers, clearly I would if I had to bet on anything, I would bet that ELD mandate could make those worse, not better. I mean, you're not going to make them much better. Those yeah. are those aren't bad numbers. When you think about all the oh, okay. miles that trucks travel, those aren't bad. I think, if anything, the odds are they're going to get worse, not better.
7: Yeah. Well, pull up any company, any company. As soon as we started doing electronic logs, boom, speeding went through the window. Number one, our number one ticket, speeding.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody gets in a hurry. Our
7: company will text you. Yeah. Our company texts you if we got uh, a driver got busted for speeding, no seatbelts, um, and our and it just text after text, you're getting hammered speeding because people are are the drivers are going. I got this electronic log. I got this clock. I gotta <laughs> right. go. I gotta go. Dude, don't put that in your head. I mean, I run 60, 62 miles an hour, and I'm making it work for me right now. Oh, and that's the other thing. 2.9% GDP growth, and I'm making money. My phone's ran off the hook from... Agents, go go up there and protest. I'll just keep and making
2: money. <laughs> exactly. We are heading into, <laughs> mo, we are heading into what most analysts are saying could be the biggest freight and rate boom we have seen in a very very long time. Now is not the time to be taking time off. I mean that's just dumb. You right. know, it, it, going back well, to the, the ELD. Is, go ahead.
7: The funny thing I love is, uh, as soon as they put out the 2.9 GDP growth and then I started going over to CNN and all them other knucklehead channels and then they go they were bad President Trump because he said he'd have a three to four percent GDP I'm like
2: are you kidding me right I, I well that's that's the same mentality I I tell people look set set big crazy goals and if you miss them so what yep i and that's what that's what trump does what's wrong with that what's wrong with setting this crazy goal He's nobody a thinks man. exactly and and he knows how to set goals and he knows how to hit them but there's the incentive of i got to get to this goal and i'm going to try and i'm going to work and i'm almost there and and i fall short now some idiots would call that a failure I, <laughs> because you yep. did but, it, yeah, I, I get it. I know exactly what you're saying. Couldn't agree more. Good stuff. Thanks for the call. You know, the other thing, I'm, I'm coming up on the top of the hour. I've got some calls I want to get to. We're going to do that right after the break. I've been saying for years that fleets with company drivers have a huge conflict of interest, especially when fuel gets really expensive. When we were at the $4 you know, even approaching five dollars a gallon, f- f- truck drive, fleets with employee drivers have a huge conflict because the best way to improve fuel economy is to slow down. Hands down, works every time. But you have drivers who get paid by the mile; they want to go fast because they get more miles, they make more money. Now you've got you still have that problem that's always existed. Now you're going to have ELDs making it even worse for the employee driver. Who knows? We may see drivers paid by the hour soon. Maybe not soon. Maybe in the next 10 years. I don't know. Unless we fix something about hours of service, I think it could happen. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Roth.
1: This is Tim Ridley from the Tim Ridley Show.
12: Checking in from the sandy beaches of the Mississippi Gulf
5: Coast. Hey, this is Claire Marie from Radio Nemo down in the Big Easy.
0: And that, my friends, is the Road Dog Trucking Radio Radio Check. Rest assured, wherever you are, we are. Road Dog
1: Trucking Radio. Truckers, as the holiday retail season approaches, Schneider is proud to offer a unique seasonal team driving opportunity. Seasonal teams are a low-risk way to try team driving October through December, with a big financial reward over the holidays. Haul top-notch freight on some of our best lanes and pick your transmission. $6,000 retention bonus for just a few months of work, plus additional bonus potential. Learn more and apply to be a seasonal team truck driver at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com.
5: It's hard to believe, but smartphones have been in our pockets and purses for nine years now. We've all taken some amazing photos in that time, and they're sitting right on our phones get those photos off your phone and into your hands with free prints the free five-star app for iPhone and Android that lets you print all of those photos for free you get thousand free 4x6 photo prints a year while you pay is a small shipping charge you can even print photos at other sizes for next to nothing using the free prints app is easy just select the photos you want to print whether they're on your phone or on Facebook or Instagram choose the sizes and you're done your premium quality free prints will arrive on on your doorstep in just days. Download free prints now at freeprintsnow.com and start enjoying real professional quality free prints. The app is free and so are the prints. No subscriptions, no commitments. Just free prints. Go to freeprintsnow.com to get the app and your 1000 free prints. That's freeprintsnow.com.
0: days from the west coast with commercial free hit music and today's celebrities Fergie, what's the best part of being a mom oh the love hits one in hollywood hosted by michael yo from tv's the insider i was born to do this with tony fly i totally have that look of someone who just got broken up with and recording artist simon
8: hashtag mood
0: celebrity fun and commercial free hit music hits one in hollywood weekday afternoons 4 p.m pacific first in the pop category and on the sirius xm app
9: i'm javino weather channel with an interstate weather update Areas in northern New Mexico, especially with the flash flood watch, we've seen that throughout the day. Also in northern Florida, northeastern, around Jacksonville, we've seen the flash flood watches. Heavy rain uh, has been falling into that part of Florida. And so I-95, of course, affected by those showers and storms and also seeing some of the scattered showers and storms, we've seen those along 75 and 95 into the southern part of the state. As you continue to ride up 95, we've seen the rain into portions of New Jersey, New York, and especially east of the interstate as you make your way into parts of Connecticut, also Rhode Island, and up around the Boston area. It has been wet through much of the day, and we've also seen some of the flash flood warnings into portions of Long Island. Some of the showers and storms also into the plains that we've seen uh, right along I-29, and also some storms into West Texas, parts of Four Corners as well. Jeff Eno with Custom Weather for Drivers, twice an hour on the Road Dog serious XM.
0: Your taxes your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry now now back to trucking business and beyond the show that puts the money where it belongs
1: back in your pocket
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. I'm going to head off to Utah. Dale Howard, welcome to the program. Dale? Are you with me? Dale, going once. Oh, boy. Dale, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to try to see if we can salvage that line because I have a feeling... You have some information that can help us with ELDs. Dale Howard, by the way, is our resident compliance officer here at Let's Truck. He's always a huge help for me. Um, I've admitted many, many times, as much as I like to do research, as much as I like to learn, I don't like compliance. Um, So I, I stay just enough up on compliance so that I don't sound like too much of an idiot when I talk about it. But if there's something specific, I have to go do some reading or I can always call Dale and Dale usually catches me up to date on that. So um, I'll put him back on hold. I'll see if we can salvage that line. If not, and Dale, if you can hear me, we will try to call you back uh, because I do want to get you on and see what you can help us with on this one. Let's go to Indiana. Don, welcome to the program. Well, maybe it's not Dale because now all of a sudden Don can't hear me either. So, uh,